0: Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patti Holiday. Hey y'all, welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm Patti Holiday, your head fangirl in charge, and this is the Monday Movie Minute. Every Monday, we're going to chat about the movies that come out, what we saw last week, what's happening at the box office, all that good stuff. And this Monday is a little different because it's the Monday following a long holiday weekend, and I know I'm having a little trouble getting started <laughs> this morning. It's a Monday, that is for sure. But I hope everybody had a really great uh, holiday. If you are not from America, spoiler alert, I am. Uh, we had this one of our big holidays, the Fourth of July, and uh, it was weird because it started kind of in the middle of the week. <laughs> I mean, it was it was on Thursday. But I think we all kind of checked out of work probably noon on Tuesday and just kind of coasted through Wednesday and then watched Stranger Things all day on Thursday. (laughs) Okay, maybe it was just me Uh, because that's definitely what I did. (laughs) But here we are. It's Monday. Everyone's going back to work. We're getting things started. And on Mondays, we talk about movies. That's what we do around here. Movies, movies, and movies. We are talking about... Uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yeah, no, it's a total throwback, right? But it came out on Hulu. Uh, Descendants Three and Cameron Boyce and the live-action Mulan. All right, let's talk about the box office. Uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home came in first, no surprise to anybody, and they actually beat expectations. I I thought I saw 185, maybe it was 190 million, something crazy, but more than I think they were expecting, and, and I. Th- think I read that it actually made some crazy record for movies that opened on a Tuesday. I don't know. It's, it sounded really weird to me. But I think that's what it now holds the record for. Movies opening on a Tuesday. Something like that. Hey, fun fact for your Monday. Uh, Toy Story 4 came in second yesterday, which, again, I loved. Uh, came in third. Annabelle Comes Home. Aladdin. Midsummer uh, The Secret Life of Pets 2, Men in Black International, Avengers Endgame. It's still hanging in there. It's not going to beat the record, guys. It's just not, I don't see it happening at this point unless something big, big, big changes. But hey, it's still making money. It's still showing up in the top 10. That makes me happy. I'm happy with that. (laughs) Uh, Rocketman is number 10. And then finally bumped out of the top 10, I think maybe for the first time, maybe for the first time, was John Wick. John Wick, guys, I'm telling you, this movie, it has just hung in there all summer long. I'm going to start with the kind of bummer portion of the the conversation today, and that is Descendants 3. This is a Disney Channel movie, and it is scheduled to premiere on August 2nd, which, if you looked at a calendar lately, is not that far away. Like, I mean, shoot, guys, we're we're basically at Christmas at this point, right? (laughs) That's what it always feels like. After Fourth of July, it feels like just... Everything flies. So August second really isn't that far away. It really isn't. And if you were online at all yesterday, you probably saw the tragic news uh, that one of the stars, twenty-year-old Cameron Boyce, uh, he played Carlos in the movies. He passed away in his sleep, and um, yeah, it's it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, first of all, m- my thoughts are absolutely with his family um, at this time. I've actually lost a child, so. This morning when I read the news, I could hardly breathe because I kept thinking about you know, what they were feeling and how they were dealing with this, especially on such a grand scale, because he was beloved by pretty much everybody, it seems. I have Everybody just had such amazing things to say about, about this guy, about this kid. Um, a family statement early in the morning yesterday said, the world is undoubtedly uh, without one of its brightest lights, but his spirit will live on through the kindness and compassion of all who knew and loved him. And I just think that was sweet and um, sp- speaks volumes for 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 what he meant to to them as well as you know his coworkers and his family um, outside of his immediate family obviously now this one this one hits hard for for a number of reasons i mean any death is tragic any young death like this is terrible uh but this is the first celebrity death that my kids are actually feeling too so we had to have some discussions and we had to have some talks today that you know i i hoped we wouldn't have to we wouldn't have to cross those paths for you know a while but they grew up with jesse on the tv the descendant movies are some of our favorites so this was tough to see as a mom this was tough to see in my kids eyes you know going through something like this now obviously the third movie is complete um it was scheduled to come out in august so you know it's in the can it's ready to be, be released but i even think that the press was supposed to start really soon to hype this movie up and uh you know i'm i i do not know what they're going to do now i don't know if if things are going to change at the time of this recording it did not look like anything was announced or any decisions made, or even if anybody was thinking about that, I don't know, maybe it's just me thinking about it, but I did think about those other stars and how, how it would feel, you know, to go on press tour with those questions that are bound to come up over and over and over again. So I don't know, maybe that's just the mom and me. I want to protect everybody and, and just like give them some time and give them some space because, oh, that's a big loss. That's a big loss for them. Now, if you haven't seen Cameron before, watch Grown Ups with Adam Sandler. Hilarious. Watch Descendants 1 or 2. The kid could dance. The kid could sing. Even take a peep at Jesse. It, it wasn't my favorite Disney Channel show. The kids were a little mouthy for my liking, but, but it's there. <laughs> he, but he was, he was really talented and uh, definitely will be missed. Okay, so I didn't spend a lot of time in the theater this week, partly because uh, there wasn't a lot new to see. There wasn't anything that was really grabbing my attention that I just felt like I had to go see, except for Spider-Man, of course. (laughs) And the other problem was uh, Stranger Things, and I was kind of tied up there for a while. So I spent a lot of time doing the binge thing. Doing, doing the massive bitch thing. But I did get out. I did get out of the house, and I saw Spider-Man twice. And I'm glad I did, because my first thoughts, my first showing, it was first thing in the morning, the the day that it opened. Uh, I didn't go the night that it opened, because I went to a um, the Hugh Jackman concert, which was crazy and weird and wild and wonderful and bizarre, and all those things wrapped up, and it was the greatest show uh no, it was crazy. It was there was a lot of fun to it though. I mean it was it was just one of those things that I was shaking my head half the time in this concert. But anyway, point being, because I went to that concert, I did not go to the movie that night. Usually I like to go opening night. I did not go to the movie opening night. I went the next morning. I think it was like a nine o'clock in the morning showing, so it was first showing in the morning. The theater was was moderately filled. It wasn't completely packed, but it was moderately filled. I don't know. They just weren't awake yet. They weren't feeling it. They're, the jokes kind of landed quietly. Uh, there wasn't a lot of reaction to like anything in this showing. And I am definitely somebody who feeds off of that. If, if, a, if I'm in a crowd and they're going wild and crazy, I tend to like get hyped with that. I, I like crowds and I like that reaction and I like to feel that. And I didn't feel that the first time I saw Spider-Man. And that worried me because when I left, I thought, okay, is it because my showing was so quiet or was it really because I didn't like the movie and I and I did have concerns but as I started processing it and thinking through it nothing was coming up for me to be concerned about like I I couldn't put my finger on anything in this movie that I didn't like so I think it was just an off I don't know I was still pondering the weirdness of Hugh Jackman from the night before maybe (laughs) I don't know but it just wasn't it just wasn't there for me. That's okay though. I did go back and I saw it a second time. And this time it was more middle of the day. There was the whole place was packed. And this crowd was completely receptive to the adorableness and perfectness that Tom Holland as Peter Parker is. Uh, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. And, and this time around, I picked up on this was also probably a good thing, too, because I was able to pick up on a whole lot of stuff that I didn't catch, you know, the first time. I enjoyed it a lot more, partially because of the details. I think that's one of the things with the Marvel movies is you really almost have to go see it twice in the theater. Guys, I'm not paid by Marvel to say that. <laughs> That's truly how I feel. Is that sometimes I, th- I think that so much is packed in and so much is going on that it does take a second, maybe even a third viewing uh, for you really to to get the details and the intricacies and all the cool stuff that they have put in there for us. So overall, uh, I will I will say this. Um, you know, I wasn't buying Mysterio as a good guy all along. Spoiler. I was right. <laughs> so it wasn't until after the carnival scene that I felt like the superhero part even started. Up until then, I felt like this was kind of more a a teenage rom-com kind of thing, which I was into. You know me. I love, I love rom-coms. I love Spider-Man. I mean, I love superheroes. So it's a good marriage for me. The rom-com plus the superheroes. I'm all about this. But that's what it felt like for the first half of the movie. The second half of the movie picked up, and of course, there's all the save the world and the fight scenes and, and all that were fantastic. You know, overall, I love Spidey, and, and I really liked this movie. I won't say I, I loved, loved, loved it, but I, I really, really liked it. Tons of Iron Man references, and I'm hoping to have a post up later to talk about that. Not They're not spoilers, just cool places and ways that they included Iron Man in in this movie. At times, it kind of felt like this was Iron Man 4, <laughs> because they talked about him so much. But at the same time, it it felt right uh, to ease us into a world without Iron Man, you know, as, as a viewer, especially for those of us that that were really big fans of Iron Man. For those that really, really cared and were really gutted by what happened to him at Endgame, I think this might have been Marvel's little olive branch to you. Like, please don't hate us. Please don't hate us. Please come back. Look, we're still going to talk about him. Tony's still a big deal. And of course he's still a big deal. He's Tony Stark. You know, it was a solid way to close out uh, Phase 3 since Marvel announced a 90-minute panel at Comic-Con Hall H., I bet we're going to get some phase four dropped on us real soon. Uh, So anyway, go see this one. Go see Spider-Man Far From Home. You won't be sorry. Now, the next movie. Uh, This happened, of course, while I'm scrolling through Twitter. I see that people are losing their minds because the movie Drop Dead Gorgeous is out on Hulu. Ah, I know I saw this movie, but I couldn't remember the movie. And I couldn't remember if I was supposed to be excited about this or not. (laughs) I honestly, I honestly couldn't. It was from 1999. So basically the plot is a small uh, Minnesota town. They're doing their annual beauty pageant. Uh, One of the former winners has a daughter who is old enough to participate. And she wants her to win, of course. And so crazy stuff ensues as the name says. Drop dead. Gorgeous. Yep. Some people die. People die for the beauty pageant. Hey, I'm from Texas. And sadly, this is not that. Far off. I mean, we've you probably heard about the Texas cheerleader mom, right? Th- that's that's the plot. It's not that crazy, unfortunately, in this world. So, the thing that was crazy about this when I pulled it up and I started watching it, every like two seconds, a new amazing actress pops on screen. Some of them, you know, were definitely established, you know, by the time this movie came out, but some of them were, were in their heyday or, or just getting started where they were kind of up and rising. So let me just tell you some of these names and uh, give you an idea of who is all in Drop Dead Gorgeous, just in case you've blinked out on this one as well. Kirsten Dunst, uh, Ellen Barkin, Allison Janney, Denise Richards, Kirstie Alley, Brittany Murphy, and Amy Adams. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. They were were all in this movie. So I went ahead and I watched it again just to, you know, remind myself what this movie is all about. And I don't know, guys, I got to disagree with Twitter on this one. This is not something to get super hyped and excited about. This might be one of those things where you remember it one way, but when you give it a rewatch a few years later, you're like, oh, ouch, did I really laugh at that? (laughs) You know, some of the, this, this falls into the, maybe it was also funny when you wrote it, but it doesn't translate on screen. It doesn't translate to when you film it well. Some of the gags just aren't there. They don't land and it's, it's super cringy, super cringy uh to say the least now it does have its moments uh i did laugh i did laugh a few times uh kirsten dunst is pretty good in this but i think she's pretty good in a lot of things but overall i just don't i don't see it twitter i i have to i have to disagree with you here i just don't see it now watch for yourself it's on hulu if you're already paying for the service then hey it's free right even if it's just to see Brittany murphy again because she was she was great. She was so beautiful and and had that light about her. I also think she was, you know, underrated. We didn't know what we had until until it was gone with Britney. And I kind of feel like we might be feeling that way about Cameron too. Oh, my gosh. Sorry guys, don't mean to to get it's just one of those it's just one of those thoughts that I can't get out of my head and it's really sticking with me over these these young kids and 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 the, and they're they're passing away. I just I don't like it. I don't like it. Don't want it to happen anymore. All right. So now, finally, we are going to wrap up this Monday Movie Minute talking about Mulan. Now, I know everyone is over Disney and mad at Disney about all these live action remakes. You want something new. I get it. I get it. I do, too. I, I want new stuff to Disney, truthfully. However, I love Mulan. And when I heard they were doing a live action this was one thousand percent. I was on board. Bring it to me. Bring it to me now. I'll just all over this. All over this. And and I think based on what we saw that this one might land in the totally different and totally worth the remake uh, column for a lot of people. At least I really hope it does. It looks super promising to me. At least this first trailer gave me such a strong reaction, and it really surprised me. I you know I I thought I would like it. I didn't realize I was going to love it. And usually I'm real skeptical with trailers because, you know, they, they just they give you a teaser. They don't give you a lot. And they do that on purpose. And I know they do. But um, yeah, this one got to me. This one I, I really enjoyed. Visually, it's stunning. You could feel the emotions of this daughter who has to do the right thing um, by her fa- family coming out of our new Milan, with it, which is uh, Yifei Leo. I hope I said that somewhere close to right, and I do apologize uh, if I did not. If you don't know the story of Milan, it is the epic tale of China's legendary warrior, and it's a fearless young woman who risks everything out of the love of her family and for her country to become one of the greatest warriors China has ever known. And she is bad, y'all. She is bad. Uh, I, I, I just, I love... I loved everything that I saw in this trailer, and I love I, I love the Dis- Disney animated movie. Now, this movie is coming out on March 27th, 2020, and I am sure we are going to get so much more by way of trailers and teasers. I personally am hoping at D23 Expo this year, maybe, maybe our Mulan will make an appearance. That would be amazing. I kind of have, oh gosh, this might even be super cool and amazing. What if new Mulan came to old Mulan during the legend ceremony or they or the legend Mulan introduces the new Mulan during the live action panel hey just some ideas Disney if you hadn't thought about that <laughs> I would be so down with seeing Ming-Na Wen introduce us to the new Mulan <laughs> that would be really cool um anyway that's again. I come up with these things. Nobody, nobody listens to me, so you guys don't have to actually worry about them coming true. Uh, but be cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> all right, guys. That is all I have for the Monday Movie Minute this week. There is a new podcast episode coming out on Thursday. Don't forget that. They might be dailyish fangirls this week. I don't know what this week's going to bring. We'll see what happens. Don't forget to subscribe, though, so you don't miss those in case they do show up. And if you can, throw up some five stars and maybe a review there. It helps other fangirls find the show. And it's super appreciated, of course, by me, uh, if you can do that. And if you love what you're hearing and you want to do more to keep the show going, I'd love to have you as a patron. Your support would help with the hosting fees, equipment upgrades, and just keeping the cost down on a production like this. Patreon.com backslash no guilt. Fangirls is where you can do that. If you're so inclined now, I mentioned Thursday, uh, later this week, that episode will come out. This one's gonna be fangirling. I think this one's gonna be the one where I fangirl with my friend, April, who is a mega wrestling fan. That is not a fandom that I know a whole lot about, <laughs> but <laughs> the only thing I, I really do know is that this fandom is super intense, or maybe it's just April that's super super intense. I don't know, I'll have to ask her about that. Stay tuned in on Thursday if you want to find out what it's like to be a female fan in the wrestling world. Thanks for fangirling with me on the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. Hope you'll be back to fangirl with us again real soon.